2: I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenbloom. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main floor, <laughs> and then, and but I was—it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like, like shot. Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connecting my dots and more to my plate. I'm gonna dunk his ass. They suck. So you don't have to. Can't you morons do
1: anything right?
2: Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show. And I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSU. My God, is this Saturday suckage or what? All right, are we on the air? Are we on the air? Yeah, you we're on the air. Take roll, we're on the air. Look who's back. Trash pant is back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we are back to suckage like it ought to be. I'm Steve Rosenblum, like it or not. Let's take roll. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Yeah, right here. Jake Arietta.
3: This sucks. Really, it does.
2: Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Do we suck? Yeah. It's Gerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys I'm not going to make any anyway. You guys are suck. Hey, when, when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Toby. Random Bears fan. At the we suck! Terry Bars! Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks! I wouldn't say seeking perfection, it's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swica. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras.
3: Losing suck, I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say.
2: George Went. We had fun. Um, but there you go. I sucked. Yeah. Garth Algar. Turn it off,
0: man. Turn it off. It's sucking my will to live.
2: Steve Dahl. Disco sucks. This sucks. Candice Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man, sucks. Trash Panda.
1: Hey, do we really need Roquan in there now? I mean, he's he- not—he's
2: not in Chicago anymore. Well, neither is Wilson Contreras. Oh,
1: that's all right. Touche. Touche.
2: And and by the way, we need Roquan in there to talk about how he ruined the Bears season. He killed the Bears season. It's his fault, right? It is. First, he didn't want to come and play with his friends. He held out. This real team leader refuses to go out and play when he's got a contract. And then he shows up, and then he intercepts that pass against Houston which otherwise the Bears stood a good chance of losing that game. But instead, Cairo Santos kicks a field goal. And had the Bears lost, if Roquan Smith had just not done that or been traded like he wanted to be, then the Bears might have the number one pick right they'd now. Be,
1: they'd be in the number one spot right now, yeah. wow. Right.
2: See, he ruined the season. So we're going to keep bringing Roquan Smith back. There's a lot of guys. Albert Almora, Jake Arietta, Don Cooper. There's a lot of people on our roll call who aren't on our on, – and Liam Hendricks soon, probably. So there you go. Boy, this sucks. So are we still on the air? I think so. Okay. All
1: right. The on-air – the off-air off light is not going off, so I'm assuming that we're on the air.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, let's get on with it. The, the Bulls. Okay. I guess this is progress. They beat a crappy team. For this Bulls team – we live in some kind of really screwed up parallel universe with the Bulls and some kind of idiot logic. We should cheer the fact they beat a crappy team. The team with the worst record in the NBA. A team with the worst record in the NBA that was down to players because of the little Caesars malice that occurred against the Magic. So Bulls win 132-118 and it wasn't that much of a blowout. Bulls had a really nice ending. But they, compared to this team, they really sucked most of the night. They won for the fifth time in six games. Excellent. it's good. Now you're moving. Zach Levine, 43 points. That is his season high. Six assists. He had 18 points in the first quarter. Came from all spots and closed with this emphatic monster alley-oop. Chuck? He uh, lost the ball, Kobe on a three-on-two, and the lob of the
0: right-handed Dump. Zach Levine, a second attack to the rack! He kept
2: it and threw it down, right down the pipe! That was nasty, that was filthy, that was sick! That was Chuck, Chuck Swirsky. Always a pleasure, His name of his book. It's always a pleasure to hear Chuck, go- I thought he was going to, Trash pan. I thought he was going to start dancing right then. That's it. He Zach Dunn. Yeah, and I he was just going to... The Chuck dance, the Swirsky shuffle, whatever it's called, he's dancing. But he was dancing at the end. Zach Levine closed with 43, finished the, the fourth quarter with nine. He also had an assist on Caruso's Killer Corner 3. That's the opening act at Lala. Killer Corner 3. So, the the... Knee-jerk thing, the instant reaction was, wow, there's Zach Labine, looking like his old explosive self. That's the guy. That's the one managing knee surgery, coming off it. Look at him. He's finally becoming that guy. And so that thesis was proposed to Zach Labine after this victory, and he had an answer for people who were just waking up.
3: Look, the first 10 games, I was just feeling myself out. And, you know, these last 10, 15 games, I I got my legs back, starting to get the rhythm again. Yeah.
2: Look at my last 10 games. Look at my last 10, 15 games. People, people, you're not paying attention. There's going to be a quiz at the end of this. So with uh, help from my friend Casey Johnson, friend of the station, Zach Levine is averaging 25.2 points on 53% shooting including 43.2% from three-point range over 14 December games. So let's go back to November when Zach says, hey, you guys are living in the wrong month. In 13 November games, Levine averaged about five and a half points, about five points fewer. Instead of shooting 53%, he was shooting 39.9%. On threes, instead of 43.2%, which he shot in 14 December games, he was at 31.8%. So, Zach Levine is right. Zach Levine's watching his stats, apparently, so we don't have to. And he did it against a crappy team. Do you know how bad this sounds? But this is so bulls. Zach Levine went 7-7 for in the restricted area. He is shooting a quite the number, 79.5%, from the restricted area for the month. So all that and a 17-3 run, the Bulls got all they could handle from a team with the worst record in the NBA, playing on the road. Bulls are playing home. So here comes, here comes the Pistons. They're down two guys after suspensions, and the Bulls were making a game of it. So I guess we should be happy. We should be happy now that they're playing tonight. Game night tonight on the score. You'll hear Chuck. You'll hear him getting excited. He'll be with Bill Wennington, and there'll be Gabe Ramirez, Chicago Gabe. You can follow him. They will be on the score tonight, 545, on the Odyssey app. Bulls will go for the third straight win. Chuck tweeted, of course, that he's fired up. We know that Chuck will have a great first quarter. We don't know whether the team he's reporting on we'll have that great first quarter but the bears the bull bears we'll talk about them in a little while the bulls seem to be catching another break imagine having to catch a break against a team with the worst record with two guys suspended the way they did against the pistons cavs are a good team they're near the top of the east but mobley is listed as questionable so is garland one of their top reserves osman is listed as questionable so a win a win Would be the Bulls six in their last seven. That would bring their record on the season to 17 and 19. And if form holds, if passes prologue, they should beat the Cavs. They got another game of the Cavs coming up after this, the Nets and the Sixers in this most immediate run. Right now, they hold the last playoff spot in the East. They would be team 10 in the play, 14, the fourth team in the 14 playing. They're a half a game ahead of the Raptors but they beat a bum they beat a bum. they're seven and one against the adult teams but they beat a bum that's reason to celebrate this bulls team we'll see if darnell mayberry wants to celebrate he'll be joining me at one in this epic produced by trash panda look who's back trash panda's back at noon today yeah hi he lives here he lives at the score now on This
1: is my permanent residence. I gotta go get my address changed after the show.
2: Have Sweet Alice mail all your laundry to that address. I do the, my own laundry.
1: Thank you very much.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jim Schwantz of the Bears pregame, postgame, halftime show. WBBM seven eight AM, our brother station. We'll talk to him at noon. At twelve forty, Ryan Horvath, host of Bet MGM tonight. He will be here. He will make a return visit. We'll be talking college semifinals there tonight. This could set up the dream matchup of a Michigan-Ohio State final. Wouldn't that be great? I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Ryan Horvath will talk about the odds of that. He's the host of MGM Tonight. It's heard on Chicago in Chicago on 105.9 FM. HD2 or on the Odyssey app, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. It's part of the BetQL network. Download the BetQL app today. At one o'clock, as I said, Darnell Mabry of The Athletic, we will talk to him about the Bulls. And at 1 40, Matt Fulton was on. He covers national college football, talking about the Bears' potential new president, the guy going from the Big Ten. That Warren guy going from the Big Ten to Hallis Hall and being the Bears president, replacing Ted Phillips. And it was quite revealing. And we'll do that. And by the way, today, for your New Year's Eve pleasure, New Year's Eve day pleasure, I have to be on. I have to be off at 2 because I have to go take a nap. Pro tip kids, don't get old. But at 2 o'clock, the scorers... 30th anniversary celebration will be brought back you can hear it at two o'clock on this very radio station today and you can hear it on the follow it on the scores twitter feed 670thescore.com broadcasting today from the hyundai score studios brought to you by your local hyundai dealers the tech zone i haven't checked it i never give no where hey what time is the meatball studs segment? I plan, I need to plan my party prep to hear it. Wilson does that. I didn't even. It's
1: W. Wilson. He's a Twitcher from during the week. W. Oh. Wilson. That wasn't that's, that's not a typo on there. I'm just making sure we give my guy W. Wilson some credit.
2: Uh, I just, you just did. I had no idea. It sounded, it looked like he, he stutter typed. That was a stutter step on his route. And I did not know it was W. Wilson. I didn't even give out the, the text number or the phone number. They're the same. 312-644-6767. The text Zone is brought to you by Rosenhande of Algonquin. Same time. Shop online at rosenhande.com. And you can call us at that very phone number, though. Nobody has figured out why you would. 312-644-6767. The Score Listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. So the Studzinski and Meatball segment will be around eleven forty. Do we have that right? Trash Panda? Yeah, something like that. Anymore. He's got a better, he's got a bigger name on the other line. Did Spilkis call you already?
1: Uh before the show, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, 630. Can you tell Rosenblum we are in the ship? I hope to suck one more week. Who's we? Brian from Aurora. Who's we? Is it Michigan? They play TCU. Is it Ohio State? They face Georgia. Boy, the stories coming out of Ohio State, it's really sad. It's just sad. Hey, we gotta be violent. We gotta be tough. Look, we can be tough. We're gonna be tough. Doesn't that sound bad? Doesn't that sound bad when you have to talk yourself into being? we're going to be tough. That's what Georgia does. That's what Georgia is tough. We're going to be tough. Look, we were tough against Michigan, not tough enough to make a game out of it. We, we were, we're going to be tough. Oh my God. Anyways, that's just coming out of Ohio state. We'll talk to Ryan Horvath, BetMGM MGM host of BetMGM, MGM and, uh, at L40. and a couple other things that we need to address something We have thoughts for the I'm Fat podcast and um, nicknames, 513. I should not be reading these blind, but Steve in the roll call, quote, it's sucking the life out of me, close quote, isn't the correct use of suck. In the true sense of Saturday suckage, so thus, even the roll call sucks. Yeah, so if it doesn't make sense to you, then the roll call sucks, 513. See that as kind of a meta version, and so if you and Zach Withers Trash Panda, you guys solved your Saturday Suckage producer on Saturday Suckage attacks that you were carrying I don't think that on was an Twitter. Attack. I
1: think that was just a, a gentle, a gentle uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? A gentle Rock. ribbing, you know, nice little little buddy on buddy. Hey, screw you, buddy. One of those things.
2: Oh, okay. Well but, does, I mean also does Zach Withers, you know, Zach, former like, former you know. suckage producer. Does he know that you said he can't carry your jock strap? <laughs> now he does if he's listening. And Zach, I want you to know I defended you. I said yes, you could carry trash panda's jock strap, and you would in fact volunteer to do it. All right. So we're gonna move right along. When when we come back, we will talk bears. We will talk we'll be the pregame show for Studzinski and Meatballs. Bears. The Bears coach, he's not giving any excuses. The Bears quarterback, he's not taking any. Talk about sucking so we don't have to. That's your Bears. Welcome to Saturday Suckage, the last one of New Year's Eve. Oh, we have a New Year's Eve tip, too, before the hour is out. We're just all things to all people. This is just going to be fun. It's audio. It's audio because we love audio here. And it's musical because we love music here. We better take a break before Spokus does something Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the evolution of the leadership angle and how how he's been, frankly, at the podium the last three or four weeks. The, it's, the light went on. It's like he, yep, yeah, this, is, this is my team. This is... My responsibility to get these guys going in the right direction. Uh I'm the I'm the mouthpiece of this of this football team, offensively, defensively special teams. And he's owned it up there and he's been more expansive in his answers and he's more relaxed. And I, I that that's no I think you guys would agree, right? That that's yeah. a that to me is a big one, but he's talking to his team just like the head coach talks to his team every time he gets up there. He's not talking to us. And the fans. He is, but he isn't. He's talking to his team. And that's how, that's how it is. That's Jeff Joniak. He's the voice of your Chicago Bears. You will hear him, man. Tom Thayer on the call. Mark Grody on the sideline. WBBM 780 a.m. tomorrow noon against the Detroit Lions. There's so several things coming out of these. Talk about Justin Fields. Justin Fields becoming a leader. He's talking to his team. Sometimes he names names. I mean, earlier in the year, he called out David Montgomery. He could have run harder on that play. And he's talking about players have to make catches, have to make moves, have to come down with things. And so basically anybody Justin Fields would talk about is somebody who won't be here next year. You can, you can call out anybody, right? And pretty well bet they're not going to be here next year. Certainly won't be here when the Bears become good. Trash Panda, before we get to Studzinski and Meatballs in the next segment. Who is on this roster? If, if presuming the Bears ever become good, if they become good, and Justin Fields is quarterback, who's still who's on this roster? Who will be there? Who's right, on the offense? On the, on the be offense, be
1: okay. So hey, Justin, I don't care
2: about the offense.
1: So uh, all right, so okay. well, we'll start, yeah. let's start with Justin. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mooney's going to be here. I think Quaypool is going to be Why? here.
2: Why do you think so? Wait, they they already called out. Mooney for not being able to run patterns. They've already told you the Mooney. reason wait, he'll wait, never wait, be wait, a number wait. one receiver. No, 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 Mooney Quay can't P- run. What correct. are you talking about? No, no,
1: that's Quaypool. You, what Early are you talking about? Mooney runs the,
2: are Where are you getting this from? He didn't run. A, he doesn't run patterns. Well,
1: Mooney doesn't run. Pa- I've never heard someone say that.
2: Yeah. Well, you I know, sure but you're, you're that's because you live at the or score. Else? No, him. He's, there's, Claypool doesn't run patterns, period. He doesn't play. So if he's not going to play, how, how is he even going to be here? They have issues with Mooney running patterns. I disagree with that. Okay, moving whatever. right along. So You, you, think you asked me gonna who be I think is going to be on the team, and I told you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you become smarter, son.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, we can d- agree to disagree on that. <laughs> okay. Who I moving think right is right going to be here. All right, we got Justin. Mooney Claypool Cole Komet, I think is going to be around Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones. I think that's it. I, and I don't know. Montgomery is worthy of being around. I just don't know if they're going to give him a contract because it's so easy to find good running backs in the NFL and they have Khalil Herbert. So that's it. Yeah. What, yeah. what did I name? Like six players.
2: Yeah, and I think your your head's over your skis on that. Yeah, how so? I just i I'm not convinced about Mooney. I'm not convinced about Claypool. Claypool was real interesting. It was that there was a piece on on in the there was a piece in the <sighs> sometimes about Chase Claypool talking about. He hears the talk Patrick Findy, I think wrote it that he might not be more valuable than the second round draft pick the bears traded for him, which is currently number 34. And he said, it adds to his motivation. The season is off season might be my biggest off season yet. I'm real excited. We trade away a top second round pick. Very valuable. I smile because I know it was a great trade for the organization. I don't want to get roasted for saying something too soon. Like I have before. But I feel very confident the fans, the organization, the team will be happy. Well, it seems like he just did say something too soon. I mean, you can't you gotta get on the field to call it a good trade. That would be that would be a start. So it I I'm not convinced. I and and you know what? Tevin Jenkins might be worth it in terms of attitude and the way he's graded out when he's played, but the key part of that is when he's played. You know, a couple weeks ago, Pro Football Focus had released some mid not mid-season, but had released some evaluations. He was the top-rated Bears offensive lineman. Wasn't playing as much as they wanted him to, but he was a top-rated Bears offensive lineman. He was at 77 or so, and 80 is golden. And, and you want that guy to be good. Trash I know why you want him on the team because he can be that good. But you got to be available in order to play. So I like the idea what Joniak was talking about when we came into this segment. I know I like the idea that he was that the Justin Fields is just assuming that leadership, talking to his team. And he had Justin Fields was asked about about the the idea of having something to play for. The Bears suck. Some people would just rather have Nathan Peterman play so you could, you could assure yourselves of losing out. But Justin Fields is gonna play. Absolutely gonna play. But what is there to play for? And Justin Fields talked about it the way you'd want, you'd want someone to talk about.
1: The last two games of a three and 12 season in the NFL can be really dread dreadful. Mm-hmm. But with the progress you've made and, and kind of the hope for the future, is your excitement or maybe anticipation of a word for the, these last two games any different or any more than normal, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like there's something to play for and something for you to accomplish? I mean, I feel
3: like there's there's always something to play for, no matter if, you know, we're 0-15 or now three and 12 or, you know, 12-3. and 3. You know, my outlook on this game this weekend, the, in today's practice is just getting better growing and learning so especially it's always good when we get to go up against a divisional opponent and you know just just playing them and kind of getting used to that you know playing them and the the, the atmosphere this weekend should be a pretty good atmosphere so I know the guys are excited for that but yeah anytime you get to play a game and it's just a learning opportunity and an opportunity for you know you to you know, ball out and really just do what you love. So, yeah.
1: you wore out, you know what I'm saying? You're not fighting that, are you? You know that
3: mental fatigue or whatever. No, no I mean I'm I'm excited to go and I'm blessed. So you know I wouldn't you know I, I, I I'd really say I have the best job in the world. You know just getting to do what I love each and every day and you know going to play a sport.
2: And that's it. We're here to play. We play football. Sometimes you get hurt. You always got to show up. They schedule the games. We're gonna play it. And, you know, that it's division games, is more motivation, that's it. You're going to show up. Je- echoing what the coach said, what Iber Flew said, hey, absolutely, absolutely he's going to play. This is what goes on. I mean, the, you're not going to get better not playing. Justin Fields needs to get better. The Bears need to get better. Justin Fields needs to know what he can do, what he can't do. Luke Getzi needs to know what can be done, what can't be done. And, and if anything... If you're if you're like well what can we do? What can we see? What can we expect in the last two games of the year? So trash Panda, do you want to see them like we don't care. We don't we will try anything or don't shouldn't that be given away? And it you kind of want to see them. All right, we're going to try everything. We're going to try anything. Here. We're going to make your film study even worse. We got a whole bunch of stuff you haven't seen and but do you want to do that? You give him a whole off season to do it. Maybe you don't want to do that. But I kind of want to see everything he could do, everything else that we haven't seen. Maybe they can't show it to us because of football, secret agent stuff. I don't know. I don't. I want him to keep thinking touchdown to checkdown.
1: I think I that. Know. I think that. Yeah. I think you unload the barrel. The, whatever you got in your offense, you know. Look, competent NFL coordinators teams, whatever, you you know, however you want to phrase it will continually adjust what they're doing because if you keep doing the same stuff over and over, then then people figure it out, right? That's kind of what you're alluding to. So I don't think you should be worried about, oh, if we put something on film, now it's on film and everyone sees it, it should continue evolving. Plus, if it's something like a certain run game or whatever. It you the run game stuff is is really just guy on guy we run it better than you and we're gonna and we're gonna pound you into the ground. The pass game stuff is where you can get worried about like okay are people gonna figure out what we're doing? But I don't think you should be worried about that because again you should just continue adjusting. I think we've seen Luke Getzey do that throughout the year, the willingness to continue adjusting his offense. So I think yeah unload the barrel, try to win the games you know, and that's that's really what I've been looking for in the past month plus is. Are they clearly? Is the team clearly bought in? Like they're not going to win games because they're just so just devoid of talent. So you realize that, and then you watch like, hey, they they play hard every single game, and the scheme is. I, I mean, we can talk about Luke Getzy's play calling last week, which, which I think was disappointing, but whatever. And. Uh, or where's that two weeks ago? I'm getting the weeks blurred up now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be every week there's something. Yeah,
1: so so uh, the play calling is one thing, but the scheme is continually evolving, and I like that. So as long as Luke is here, I'm not worried about them putting stuff on film and teams figuring it out and it becoming a pattern.
2: I don't want him to take a half a season to figure out his quarterback can run. Yeah, there's also that. So by the way, so just to clarify this, it's sort of six of one, half dozen of another. Darnell Mooney admitted he was making errors running routes. And it was, and he was, it looked like Justin Fields missed a wide open guy and why didn't that happen? And it was Mooney's fault. The Bears are telling you, this This is from a piece on um, Bears Insider on NBC Sports Chicago, Josh Schrock. And he was pointing out that Mooney admitted he ran several bad routes and did it, chalked up to the idea that he's had to learn every Every receiver position. X, C, okay. F, you know, d- w- WTF. I don't know. But so they put him, they gave him a lot to think about, and and that's where it comes from. But I knew that they were unhappy with, okay. with certain execution. So to that. Not person. As, right. It's not as if they leave him in one spot. If if he plays one spot, then you would assume he could run something more precise. We'll remember where he's supposed to be. Yes.
1: So, okay, that's... Now I understand what you're saying. And I thought you were saying he's not, like, a good route runner, as in can't run the routes properly. But you're saying he was running the wrong routes, literally not the right route in the system. Okay. The
2: argument would be yes. that they've given him so many positions to learn and that it... And, and that... as Plus, not having... Much with his quarterback, especially running all those positions, much time, much. Anyway, another reason for Justin Fields to play. Yes, and, I mean oh, yeah, it'd there's... be great if Mooney were out there. He's not, but it's a great reason for Claypool to play. This do it in games. So, anyways, that's what I. I probably my head was over my skis on that one. Uh, uh, but, okay. but but we were to, where... we were
1: talking past each other. So let me let me let me give you my Mooney point then, based on what you've told me now. So I think that. Once he gets settled into if, whether they take more off of him next year when they have NFL, actual NFL-quality receivers, assumingly you know, maybe they draft a guy, sign a guy, whatever, and Claypool's around for the whole time, and he's actually able to play one spot more consistently or has learned the offense more, and he knows all these positions better. He's the, he's the kind of guy, and, and I got this from Dan Weederer early in the season, kind of put this in my head on the Take the North podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey app and wherever your uh, podcasts are found. I, I produce it, so you know I'm uh-huh. not biased. I'm not biased or anything. No, so anyway, not at all. So anyway, Dan said that uh, talking about Mooney, he's such a hard worker, and basically whatever his ceiling is, he's going to reach it. it. You know, We don't know how high that ceiling is, but he's such a hard worker that I think he will, the mental stuff won't be a problem once they get settled into what the full offense is. So that's why I think he will still be around as a number two kind of guy when the, when they are actually, you know, a team full of NFL above replacement level players.
2: I'd buy that. I'll buy that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Stutzinski and meatballs. As if you haven't heard enough of the meatball, you will hear more of the meatballs and a fun little thing for new year's Eve. It's audio. It's music. It's exactly what you needed to know. If you're going to stay up with the popular kids and I am not. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage, we suck so you don't have to. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer, our phone number at The Score, 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the Scores Tech Zone. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And the Tech Zone, of course, is telling me I suck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not very, I suck at football. Yes, I do. I do. They know the name of the
1: show, right? Saturday Suckage. They know the name of the show.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're, you must be new around here. By the way, Bears Mondays this season are presented by Horizon Therapeutics. The pregame show on the score, presented by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. The pregame show will be for the Bears and Lions. So. We have this week's presentation of Studzinski and Meatballs and we'll let a live trash panda, live Adam Studzinski, walk up his own Studzinski and Meatballs, which he had taped before he had done a superlative job of answering his phone today and getting called into action in emergency. He's the Brock Purdy of producers right now. See? See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, let me think here. I, I'm trying to remember what exactly I talked about, because this is the last thing I recorded before I left last night. Um, oh, so yeah, long think, ago. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, and then I thought I had the, the, the morning off. I got called in, which is fine, and so, yeah, all right, so, we're going to do. Hold on, Steve. Hold on, Steve. Steve, give me. Steve, we're live production here. Steve, yeah. so the thing that I, I dro- tried dropping this in the system, and it didn't get in, so I got to do it again. That's so, okay.
2: So, so can you vamp so, for me, buddy? Yeah, I certainly can. I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about the Bears and the Lions, and the question would be this. You're, you, you, want? We saw the Bears play the Eagles. We saw the Bears play the Bills, and you could even look at the Bengals and say, we want them. I'll have what they're having, and that's what you want them to be. But for all the Bears opponents you want them to grow up to be, the Lions are the next next legitimate step. You saw what they did. They started off like one in six, worst team in football, and then they couldn't lose. And they had a coach who, I don't know, spit grime, spit dirt. He was going to use Dan Cannibal, was going to eat your kneecaps. And, all of a sudden, they turned it around. They became a playoff contender. They kept winning and winning. They won close games. They, they got turnovers. They got clutch plays. They got lucky. And four six nine texture. Texter, this is a much better than your Thursday version, maybe, mainly because I can get properly stoned. Well, the WB club appreciates that. Ah, but where was I? Oh, I was vamping for studs. All right, we're ready. Studs. We're good to go. But I'm telling you this, the Lions are the next step for the bears. That is the next legitimate step. You can dream about being the Eagles and you can dream about being the, the bills. And boy, are we going to hear it around here? If that's your super bowl matchup, but the lions are the next thing you can hope the bears to be along the way. All right. Now what? Okay. Studs, so on this, Saturday soccer
1: And I remember what I talked about too, it actually plays perfectly with what we were discussing last segment about the team actually trying to win. So here we go. It's Staczynski Meatballs for week whatever this is. 16? Is this week 17? <laughs> I think it's week 16. No, it's 17. 17. No, it's we weeks, are... Yeah, this you week 17. are
2: 16 going on 17. <laughs> it's the game against Detroit. All right. I was, love the sound of music. That's I my just, sister's.
1: That was one of my sister's favorite movies going I growing
2: love on. the sound of music. All right. Moving right along.
1: Yeah. All right. So here we go. Hey, what's up, everyone? Staczynski and Meatballs is back. Apparently, Saturday suckage is back. I was kind of worried it got canceled for a little bit there. I guess nobody important was listening last time. So anyway, this week, I'm speaking directly to those of you who think that Justin Fields should just be shut down for the year because the last two games are meaningless. Listen, listen people. Listen. Justin Fields is not going to improve by just doing practice reps. I understand the concern of, oh, what if he gets hurt? Well, you know what? What if an asteroid hits the planet tomorrow? What if the volcano under Yellowstone blows up tomorrow? You know, like, there's so many what-if scenarios about this. Justin Fields needs playing time to continue his ascension. It's that damn simple, and he's not going to get any better by not playing in these games. And we shouldn't act like these last two games are meaningless because they are meaningful in some way. If they can find a way to beat teams that have been playing better than them for most of the season, then that's a good thing. That means the team altogether has been making progress. Draft pick be damned. If the GM knows what he's doing, he'll find good players regardless of where they're picking in the draft. It doesn't matter. I understand the lure of the number one pick or the number two pick is like it's I get it. It's a shiny diamond that we can, it's something to hope for in a lost season. I get it. But we still got to root for wins. Because winning, especially if they're winning because of Justin Fields, is a good thing and a sign of progress. Enough of this winning could be bad for them. Justin Fields needs to play so he can keep getting better, so that next year and the year after that, they can start taking the North and never giving it back, just like Ryan Pohl said in his very first press conference. All right, that's it for me. Remember, I'm rooting for you. We're all in this together. Happy New Year, and as always, bear down.
2: There you go. Feel better now, Trash Panda?
1: I felt... I felt better after I recorded that last night. I feel even better after I, after I heard
2: it back. Yeah. One take, by the way. One take. Look at that. And one bleep. That's good. Glad That's I remember to do that. Get, we, yeah, I'm glad you remember to do that, too. <laughs> we don't need the show to cost the station its license. You
1: know, it's funny. Every time I record one of those, I have to tell Sean, you know, make sure and listen to it. because I, I, I usually edit the swears myself, right? But I tell yeah. Sean, hey, listen to it just in case because, you know, sometimes I'm recording it late at night after a shift or something and I'm not quite there all all mentally.
2: And you're worried that because you know Sean and you doubt that he would do that. Listen to it, I mean.
1: Well, I mean, he's going to listen to it. But, you know, would like to cover my bases.
2: Okay. Good point. Good point. All right. So I do have a question. I have an issue. I have something I came across and in, in what – the bears coach has done to try to achieve winning and try to make end of game <clears throat> plays drives make it more successful and there's a real sadness about this we'll have to get to that later in the show for now for those of you planning up to s- planning to stay up with the popular kids are you one of the popular kids trash panda are you going to stay up with the popular kids for new year's eve do you do yeah that? i'll
1: be up i I'm, i don't go out anymore necessarily i used to every year me and my friends would get together and get one of those deals at one of the bars in the city that has like you know all you can drink for whatever hours
0: i don't yeah. do that anymore
1: because i figured out that i was having just as much fun just hanging out at someone's house and you know and then there's not a whole bunch of loud music you don't have to pay a hundred dollars and you mm-hmm. know and so yeah so i don't really do it up as much as i used to it's pretty pretty chill now but i'll be up, okay. i'll be up until midnight to answer well, your question a long way
2: Here's something that you, Trash Panda, and the rest of the popular kids in our vast or half-vast listening audience can do. If you play, and this goes around every year, but I did not want to miss this. If you play In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, and if you do it tonight, starting at synchronize, simonize your watches, 40 So at 1156:40. If you play it start in the air tonight at exactly 11:56:40 the drum break will play right as the clock strikes midnight.